0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Mike Mansfield and certainly Tony Shore. Now, Tony, I'm looking across the table here, man. You're yep. not looking so hot today. So.
0: A little pale. I uh, got a little bit of a, a head cold. My, my throat, my voice isn't quite what the it usually flu? is, but I'm otherwise I'm okay.
1: Well, we're going to, I'm going to be nice to you today. Okay. I'll try to, I'll try to do all the talking as usual and we'll, we'll keep it brief. How's that? We'll,
0: oh, no worries. No <laughs> worries. We'll make it. I'll make it. I've had a great week uh, by the way, other than this cold. How about you? How are you doing?
1: Oh, good. You know what? It's funny. My kids keep getting sick. So, uh, you know, for the last month they've each had kind of the flu a couple times, each of them, you know, where they keep getting these fevers and stuff and somehow knock on wood here. I haven't succumbed to it just yet, so I don't know. But it is what it is. You send those kids to those schools, and everyone's sneezing and snotting on the playground. It's so like a and bacteria petri
0: dish, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because it kind of plays into like you know what's going on. What we were going to talk about today, right? This coronavirus thing is becoming one heck of a just kind of a global pandemic, a global concern. It's really scary, but it's kind of the same thing, right? You know.
0: Yeah, it is scary.
1: Too many people sneezing on each other. This one's a little different. You know, it's funny. I've been reading a lot about it lately because obviously my job as a fiduciary, my job to work in my client's best interest is to always try to be aware of what's happening in the world, to try to attempt to decide what is a concern, what isn't. This is a tough one, right? This isn't something that we deal with every day. This isn't the usual Bad piece of economic information or a scary headline or political issue or terrorist event. This is something that, you know, gosh, I mean, even if we use SARS as the last example, when was that? Almost 20 years ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been these a are while. things
1: that don't happen a lot. Now it's interesting because you have to put everything in like perspective, right? Um compared to SARS, for example, the coronavirus. Has a much much lower mortality rate. So it's somewhere a little over two percent, whereas SARS was ten percent. You know, so just on face value, you say, okay, it doesn't appear to be as deadly a, of a condition, a disease that's going around out there. So that's a positive. But then you compare it to the flu. Everybody gets the flu, right, Tony? You're sitting here sneezing on me right now, and then we both <laughs> got the flu.
0: Yeah, yeah. Probably. But
1: I was reading the flu has a like point one percent death rate. Yikes. So compared to the flu, Small. all of a sudden that's you say, tiny. holy, yeah. holy cow, that's very scary. Yeah. And the way that the cases have spread and all of that has become you know, very concerning. You know, I think as of this show, they're at about 80,000 cases and about 2,600 people passing away Um, in pure numbers and percentages of global population. You could make an argument that that's not a big deal. But the concern is how quickly, how fast it's spreading and all the little pockets around the world that it's ending up. Now, obviously, you know, the, the challenge that I have as a fiduciary, as a registered investment advisor, as a retirement income planner is to always say, how do these things impact people's resources? And we don't want to take away from the gravity of, you know, obviously people's health, people passing away and all of that. But the relevance certainly does come down to, How will this impact us economically for the sake of certainly how I help my clients, right? And that's a tough one. There's kind of a double-edged sword here, right? Obviously, goal one is anytime that we have to close borders, shut down cities, quarantine people, close a factory, anything is going to have a material impact on you, right? It's going to have a material impact on the bottom line. I think what's uniquely interesting about this is, the core of the case is the core of the issue. A lot of this has obviously been derived in China.
0: Right. Well, what Although it do- is now, as we've heard recently, spreading into Europe. Sure,
1: sure. But still the core of it, you know, is this big, yep. giant bubble in China yep. at the moment. Yep. Now, what's funny about that is, what have we been doing for two years with China? Trade wars. Trade wars. And so that's kind of uniquely interesting when you think about economics. And the reason I say that is, is for two years, people have been, we'll say, addressing struggles with doing business with China because of tariffs and because of trade war issues that people have really worked quite a bit in the last 24 months on rerouting their supply chains and rerouting the way that they do business with China. And so not that that's perfect, not that that solves all problems, but it happens to be during a time where when doing business with China is suddenly very apparent with the coronavirus that Wow, who would have known that a um, you know, one of the consequences of a trade war was something we had no clue was coming, right? People have kind of figured out how to manage not necessarily doing direct business all the way with China. So in a weird way that I guess the trade war was a positive from an economic standpoint with what's going on now. Now, granted I read an article this morning, the World Health Organization said that China has he, he um I don't know what they called it it's apex or whatever you know it's the the growth rate the the case rate everything is starting to slow down so that's a positive but Tony you just nailed it though we have things going on in Europe and other places where we don't exactly have that same argument so who knows right obviously right. it's very concerning you know there's Well really- yeah yeah
0: and it disrupts it disrupts um it disrupts business, which affects the stock markets because mm-hmm. it affects, like, a lot of airlines won't fly certain places now, and tra- so it affects travel, which affects commerce, right? Exactly.
1: No, that's a huge one. Airlines, which commerce, travel, even things like McDonald's, you know? Yeah. If yeah. people aren't out buying McDonald's in these countries because they're on a quarantine, Starbucks, they're not getting their Starbucks, well, guess what? Those companies' bottom lines are going to suffer. Now, granted- Yep. You know, you got to look at it both ways. One is, you know, everybody's always concerned about their pocketbook. My my crying concern is, gosh, I hope this doesn't get worse. I hope more people don't get sick. I hope more people well, right. don't die. Right. I hope this doesn't become some global chaotic. You know, um, I just watched I Am Legend with one of my kids oh, over the yeah, weekend. you don't want to.
0: You, you know, don't want to watch that right now.
1: Maybe bad timing for a movie like that. Yep. But, you know, that's all you can think about is, gosh, you know, what What if this got worse? You know, at what going to Yeah, point you don't want it to turn a into a
0: true pandemic. I mean, it could be bad.
1: Exactly. You know, and it's funny because the U.S. so far has held up very well with this. We have like 35 cases, but they directly shipped in half of them recently from a cruise ship. And the other ones were very controlled and contained and also kind of brought in kind of a thing. So... I, I don't I don't know don't hold me to this but I think we've only had like one or two people actually get it in the U S from contact you know it was like the spouse of someone who came in that they were quarantining right, right kind of stuff so we'll see you know but the point is you know obviously you know big picture we're very concerned you know want to put out that positive vibe you know say your prayers have you know good positive thoughts about you know the world and the place we live when it comes to your own resources though. You have to be very conscious about this stuff, right? Obviously, people have a bad habit of acting emotionally. You know, recently this week, the stock market was down 3% in one day. Well, guess what? The stock market goes down 3% all the time. I can remember last August when they said the yield curve inverted. It went down 3% that day. You know, the market goes down based on emotional events. You still have to look at the underlying facts. What are the economics? Are they holding up? How will they be reassessed? And so, unfortunately, there's not enough coronavirus information yet to say, here's the true economic impact of this event. If it's just temporary, then so be it. And it also might be the concept, Tony, of delayed sales, right? Just because someone can't buy something this month, you know, they can't go buy an iPhone. Will they all run out next month and buy them if the fears have subsided? You know, so do we just have this kind of, you know, kick the can idea of economic information? It's still still too early to tell. And it's
0: obviously well, yeah, nobody concerning. has a crystal ball, but it is drastically if af- I mean, when I say drastic, like you said, what's a three percent drop, but it is affecting the markets. But again, we don't want to be, you know, the big picture is lives. And that's our main concern, obviously, and should be everyone. Sure. and th- And that's our biggest concern. Yeah, but But also economies crashing is a huge concern as well. well, Absolutely.
1: And and look, there's a lot of people retiring, you know, the 10,000 baby boomers a day. Everybody's concerned about this stuff. Everybody's concerned about their pocketbook and their 401k and how they're going to pull this stuff off. You know, now you can turn to the words of all the pros, you know, hopefully you find, you know, some kind of, you know, solace in in what professionals say. Warren Buffett, for example, he's been getting a lot of airtime lately talking about all this stuff. You know, what did he say about the coronavirus? Uh, here, let's see. I let mean, got it right here somewhere.
0: I saw that. I can't remember My exactly My long-term what he outlook
1: said. has not changed because of the coronavirus. And then he kind of drills down that, look, stocks are still a good deal. And if the market goes down because of this, they're a better deal. And you should buy more stocks. The other thing that he highlighted is the fears that are going on inherently should be good for the stock market. That sounds confusing to people, but what he was talking about was, Look at the 10-year treasury, the bond rates. So what do people do? They sell their stocks and they run into bonds, pushing the interest rates down. The 10-year treasury just hit like a like a five-year low. It's, I don't know what it is this morning, but it's like one3 or 4% or something like that. And his argument was, look, you can go loan your money to the government for 1.4%, but then you have to pay tax on it, and it's not even enough yeah, to cover yeah. inflation. You'd be a knucklehead to do that right now. He's all stocks are still a better deal. And if low interest rates persist and if low tax rates for corporations persist, he said, look, stocks are going to do great. What a great time to own equities. You know, and it's funny because when you think about it and you say, wait a second, that's actually very sound wisdom. So, you know, I don't know. It's like I said, it it goes back to this fear, right? You know, because of all the, the movies, the things we think about, you know, you got the the world health organization guy on the news talking and you're just thinking oh my gosh
0: yeah yeah
1: what's going on here man yeah you were very close the
0: bond the bonds uh opened at least the day we recorded this at 1.36 right i mean that's
1: that's brutal
0: you know because we started
1: the year close to two percent
0: yeah and they closed they closed the previous friday at 1.46 so they're drop. It drops. It no, they're
1: dropping hard. That means yeah. people are flooding, uh, you know, bailing the market and running to bonds and driving the rates down. But all you're doing is putting yourself at a disadvantage. You know, another thing. You go back a couple of years ago. Not well. Not two years ago. But geez, uh, fourth quarter 2018, right? Stock market fell in the fourth quarter like 15 percent. Jamie Dimon came out in the news like in I don't know first part of December, and he said, look. If you haven't gotten out now, it might be too late to get out. So don't waste your time. And you have to start having those thoughts as, look, the market's already pulled back about 5%, right? It can keep going if this thing continues to get worse and becomes problematic. Absolutely. But a 5% pullback is, you know, healthy and normal. What a great entry point for someone who's been waiting to get in the stock market. I mean, last year in 2019, we had at least two or three, five, six, seven 7% pullbacks. Right. So when they happen, it can be a potential opportunity. Now, it's funny. I was reading another article over the weekend. I guess uh, the weekend is my article reading day. So there's this guy, Dan Ehrlich. He's the professor of behavioral economics at Duke Ooh. University and chief behavioral economist at the uh, personal finance app, uh, Quapital. It's
0: well, capital hello, Mr. Smarty Pants, huh?
1: Yeah, that sounds kind of hoity toity. Yeah. He's I mean, giving me a yeah. title. There yeah, it is. Wow. Boom. So, you know, it's funny because, you know, behavioral finance, behavioral economics, all of these things are huge right now because humans suck with this stuff, right? We make bad decisions constantly because right. we use our gut. And one of the things that he talks about in um in this article that he had written is, You know, what do people need to be doing? What do they need to be thinking about? And he used 2008 as a great analogy. And he's like, look, stop logging into your account every 10 minutes. You know, stop checking it every single day because it doesn't matter. Just like Warren Buffett said is if your long term trajectory is growth, the stock market is still fine. It is still intact. It is having a small minor correction. It's, you know, it's 1600 points from its all time high. whoop de doo And so his point from behavioral economics is people have a bad habit of logging in too much, looking too much, and then using their anxiety and confusion to make bad decisions. I better just tell it all. I'm biting all their fingers off. And he's saying, look, if you believe in, you know, the bigger trajectory of how things are going, then you just hold tight. And perhaps you evaluate it from the opposite standpoint. Like Warren Buffett was saying that, hey, when you get dips, when things go down, Maybe these are opportunities you've been waiting for, and it's just hard to see because everything feels scary right now. So, good golly, what do we do here, right? Now we're we're paralyzed with information.
0: Wow. Yeah, it, exactly. So, uh, this is where you come in. Uh, speaking of behavioral finance, I know that's sure. something you deal with on a daily basis, uh, helping your clients and uh, our listeners when they call in or set up a that complimentary consultation with you. So uh, what do we do with this information?
1: That's a good question, Tony. I think the reality is, is if you're approaching retirement or in retirement, the most important component of retirement, Tony, is making sure that your income is intact. See, if your paycheck rolls in, you know, on the first of next month, even if the stock market's going down and then it rolls in the first of the following month, you know, whatever the deal is, as long as your money keeps rolling in so that you can pay the bills and pay the mortgage and pay the pool boy and eat at Taco Bell or whatever the deal is for you, generally speaking, you're okay. Why do we have stocks and equities and risk inside of someone's portfolio? We don't have it for their monthly income, right? We have it for the, the long term risk of what if you live too long? What if inflation comes back? What if taxes go up? What if you choose to get sickly and need extra money? That's why we own investments. So for investments to go down today, that should have zero impact on your income or your cash flow needs in a good, healthy retirement income plan. And so the people that should be scared the most are the ones that don't have that income plan. They don't have that cash flow plan. They don't know where their money's coming from or too much of their money is actually allocated into the stock market, you know, which is supposed to be driving their income. That's where people get screwed up. I mean, what is the number one fear in retirement, Tony?
0: Running out of money. Right. In That's because you don't have
1: a plan. Yeah. If you had a plan, that would mitigate a lot of that emotional risk for you. See, the problem is people say, well, oh, I got a pocket full of money. I should be okay. And then they're like, well, crud sickles. How much am I allowed to take out of my pocket full of money before I have a problem? You know, hence the fear. Well, create a plan, understand your taxes, understand your cash flow, understand where your next paycheck is coming from. That way it's predictable and projectable, right? Because when you can project this stuff out and understand the risks, understand the realities of it, a good, healthy retirement income plan massively mitigates the risk of running out of money and also massively mitigates the concept of of stock market risk. Look, stock market's down today. Did the stock market go down last year because of an inverted yield curve? Yes. Did it did it crash in the fourth quarter almost 20% of 2018, Tony? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, did it go down 1,500 points the day they announced the Brexit? Yes. I mean, we can sit here and list all of these major market cycles over the last number of years, and guess what? The stock market is still at all-time highs. So every time you freaked out on the headline at the moment that was a missed opportunity the question is when does the stock market finally 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 become the next 2008 you know when does it finally really roll over kind of a thing and that's an economic question that's not a stock market question the problem is is if you stare at the stock market all day long that's the wrong thing to look at you got to look at the economics economics are still solid economics haven't significantly changed The long-term outlook for economics and equities is still solid and stable for the moment. So until we have more information, it's hard to say, sell it all. But even to that point, Tony, if you had a proper retirement income plan and your income was protected and your cash flow was stable, you wouldn't have those risks. Right. It's huge.
0: Yeah, it is. And really, the way to achieve that is to have a plan in place. That's the way to deal with it. Yeah. So what's the first step in getting a solid income plan and investment plan in place? Sure. Well, look, the so first step number
1: one is call me. This is what we do. This is what we do all day long is build plans. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play 20 questions with you. We're going to collect a lot of information. We're going to understand all your external cash flows, your social security, your pension, your rental property. Are you working? Where is money coming from externally to your household? then we're going to look at your other assets. You know, how much do you have saved? We look at your expenses. How much are you spending? Do you have a mortgage? When will it be paid off? What's happening with health insurance? You know, what are your your food and your lifestyle and your driving and all of those habits like so that you have enough income. And what we look at is we look at the difference from what's coming in from the world, what you're spending, whatever that difference is, that's called your income gap. And then we look at your assets to see if you got enough money to support it. Well, guess what? The answer is yes or no. The answer is no, that stinks, but that means that at least we understand you don't have enough money to support your current lifestyle. So what changes? Do you need to work longer? Do you need to save more? Do you need to spend less? I help all of my clients explore this stuff. If you have enough money for your income gap, then hey, great. Well, let's now come up with an investment plan that supports the income cash flow without risking it in the stock market. You know, do we need a certain mon- amount of money in cash? Do we need it in bonds? Do we need it in some kind of annuity? Do we need it? You know, where do we put the money in order to accomplish the plan? So there you go, boom! Look at that, guys. You just got a, a free retirement income plan instantly wow. in in eighty seven seconds.
0: That's awesome! Impressive! Right, you Impressive!
1: Know I continue to impress myself. <laughs>
0: um, So for that complimentary consultation to get your written plan in place, uh, no cost, no obligation, what's that number one? Yeah, give
1: me a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. You can visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. But give me a call. You know, If you don't have a plan, let's talk about it. If you don't have a process, let's talk about it. If you're concerned about the things we're talking about, if you're concerned about the stock market, about the coronavirus, about the politics, give me a call. Remember, my job is to give you unemotional, unbiased information, and that's what I do. I'm here to help you. We will you know, put a plan together. We'll get the process in place. Easy peasy lemon squeezy is a <laughs> shirt awesome. I saw my kid wearing over the weekend. So there you go. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com.